0: You're listening to Marketing Matters
1: on Business Radio. Welcome back to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. And this is our spotlight segment. And up next on our spotlight segment, we're thrilled to welcome Caitlin Watts- Watson, who's the vice president of marketing for NERCS. Hello, Caitlin. Hi there. Thanks so much. So I want to find out about you. But before we find out about you, tell people who may not know what NERCS is, what NERCS is. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so Nurex is a telemedicine oh, platform. Oh, Nurex, that's how you it's say okay. it? It's okay, you know, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> we that's it, were, you we, say it?
0: Oh my God, we were over here Nurexing. It's like, uh, it's it's amateur hour over here.
2: You but, know what, uh, and I love that, <laughs> Nurex as a verb, you know, just Nurex it, but yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, I I interchange it all the time. And and I'll tell you a little story about the name later too.
0: Okay. Um,
2: but yeah, we are, we're a telemedicine platform um, focusing on comprehensive care, with a um, with a female centric focus, mm-hmm. um, that's that's not what I would have said maybe a few years ago when I first started at NRX. Mm-hmm. Um, we started in the world of birth control and. When I came to the company, we were a birth control landing page. That was the one service that we had. Um, but our vision was really to reimagine healthcare and expand healthcare so that people could have more control over their healthcare journey. Mm. Um, and how that's played out over the past few years is launching additional services like STI testing, herpes treatment, uh, PrEP for HIV. We most mm-hmm. recently launched a dermatology line. Uh, so you can get dermatology level care online for acne um, ah. and we're launching other things uh, very soon. We just launched COVID testing. So really, um, you know, kind of scaling it out so that we can be a one stop shop for healthcare.
1: I just got to say, I was so excited to have you on the show because I think telehealth and this whole area is just ex- loading and we need people who know what's going on to lead us through this morass. It is such a complicated world when you have prescription, some of the things you talked about may or may not have been prescription, but once you get in prescription, you get to regulation, you get to payer, you get to insurance And, and healthcare has always been a huge mess because of all these complications. And to bring all of this online in a digital world with a female focus as you have, it, the world is ready for this, but you know how soon are you going to get there? So before we get to all the stuff you've done, let me just ask you about your background because I do think this is a really interesting space. But is your background in marketing or in healthcare, or how did you end up as the VP of marketing for Nurex? Yeah, it's it's an interesting story.
2: So I have um, you know I haven't stayed in one specific industry for my career at all. Um, I've really focused on being customer centric. Um, I started my career on the digital side. So really bringing performance marketing to every aspect of marketing, including brand. Um, And that was really the common thread. And so I really have liked going around to different industries from the hospitality space to the online photo space to marketplaces and now to Nurex. So um, I also think that the the healthcare system just needs to be disrupted. So when when I was out, uh, you know, looking around for my next thing, uh, most of the healthcare companies I was talking to, they didn't actually want healthcare marketers, they wanted people who um, maybe could think a little bit differently, be aggressive and think outside of the box. But, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, I came here because of the future vision of reimagining healthcare, I had just come out of, um, you know, having my my first baby and, um, you know, being in a place like San Francisco, um, where I had great health insurance, believe it or not, it was still hard for me to get birth control. Um, what I was prescribed was out of stock, I had to do multiple appointments, Um, insurance didn't cover certain, it was just kind of a mess. And Mm -hmm. so, um, Mm. you know, think about people who maybe don't have as great of access as we do, right? Um, That that's really where uh, the change happens. And so Mm. I came because of the mission driven element. But but ultimately, my background in digital direct to consumer, uh, consumer first was really the, the kind of common thread that that got me here.
1: So there's a lot of trends that you're going to, and I wonder how much of this was driven by COVID. So, the, you know, the future of healthcare is at home, the idea of telehealth being digital, et cetera. I, I imagine you were thinking this before COVID, but I also wouldn't would imagine that COVID may have accelerated certain things. Can you talk about that issue? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, before. COVID,
2: really, telemedicine was maybe the second or third choice, or maybe not a choice at all for most people, and now um, it's the first or second choice, and, and for certain generations like Gen Z, it, it really is their first choice, mm. and I think it, it kind of came down to there not being any other choice, but people also quickly realizing the, the level of quality care that you do get through telemedicine um, is maybe not what some people expected. Because you do get to spend a lot more time with your provider asking thorough questions Mm -hmm. in a more private and controlled environment. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, just didn't really understand that until they tried it. So Mm -hmm. I feel like we kind of went forward. 10 years in a matter of a year. Yeah, so. Um, so it was a pretty incredible year uh, for for Nurex and really for all telemedicine
1: companies. But one of the things that changed that helped this, I mean, absolutely the consumer experience and getting used to it was one of the things, but the other thing was a pay for service mentality of the insurance industry where you had to have a face-to-face visit in order to, in order to charge your, insurance company. And because of COVID and the fact that you couldn't do that anymore because of all the health concerns, it accelerated the change in the regulations and things. And I don't know how much that affects what you do and how that affects into your model, but I don't know if they're going to keep that acceleration that was kind of put in place to facilitate COVID or if they're going to go back to the old ways. Do you have any insight on that or is that outside your realm?
2: Um, I think that that will continue to be accelerated. One example of that specific to Norex. So so just so you know, the way that that we work um, is we we charge uh, out of pocket for a, a small consultation fee that covers you for care for the condition that you're coming to us for for an entire year. Um, And then you pay separately. Uh, We do accept insurance for the medication. Uh, So the actual consultation piece and service didn't Mm -hmm. really um, affect us too much. We do everything asynchronously. So we don't have appointments, no video visits, no video chats. Everything is through our our Nurex um, messaging system within our app. Wow. Um, but, but one example with nurse, so it's really allowed us to scale quickly, we have over 350,000 active patients who are on our platform. Nice. Um, and, you know, that's that, interesting, it, that, that takes a really long time, you know, even in telemedicine, if you're doing everything through uh, through a video visit. So, um, so what, one area where that that might affect us is, you know, we are we have, a, you know, 90% coverage of, of our of the population, but we're, we're only in 20 states. And some of those additional states that we are not in, uh, we're not in those states simply because of the, uh, the telemedicine laws where in many cases they do require a synchronous, you know, video or phone uh, visit, uh, which is not part of the Nurex model. Um, I think that that is one area that will accelerate because, you know, it gets better access to care for people, lowers the cost of um, of of healthcare in general, and I think wasn't maybe wasn't a priority for some of these individual states uh, in the past, and and now is. So you'll probably see us um, expanding uh, significantly, hopefully soon, with some of those changes.
0: Now, are the are these state are these twenty states that, are these states that have um, much much less rigid uh, telemedicine? Regulation and laws are these more progressive states? I mean, politically, or are they? I mean, what? What are? How do you? Are, is there a difference between, like, the states that that allow this versus don't in terms of other trends that that are important in this sense?
2: Um, well, I'm not going to pretend to be a policy person or even a, a politics person, but I will say that um, you know some of the states that we're not in are. Um, you know, they have challenges with, they have, they start with challenges to access to healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, many of them are more rural. They have mm-hmm. a higher mm-hmm. percentage of uh, what we call contraception deserts. Um, and it actually. Huh. Wow. Many- I heard a food
1: desert, <laughs> but I didn't know there's yeah. a
2: contraception
1: desert. There wow. are
2: contraception <laughs> deserts. And so this, uh, uh, this came about through uh, Bedsider and Power to Decide, and they're a nonprofit company helping people get access to care. Um, mm-hmm. but they 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 were inspired by the food desert. So they looked into this and they found that um, you know, the number of uh, places where there's zero one zero to one clinics um, is is pretty vast. And so, mm-hmm what they sort of are focusing their mission on is how do we help people who are in those contraception deserts get access to care um, Mm -hmm. by bringing them options like Nurex and others.
1: Well, that Um, might be, yeah, that might become even more important with today's news about the case that's going to the Supreme Court that's threatening Roe versus Wade. Uh, Birth control is going to become even more important, particularly in some of those contraception deserts. Um, If you run out of options, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. Mm -hmm. So that becomes really important. So yeah. it's interesting that you said you're not in all state. And when America's asked you about this political, you know, that's not your, you know, your personally focused, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But then how, how do you see your growth? So you mentioned that um, you started out on, on this birth control and now you go to STI testing and HIV prevention and all headaches and migraines and like how, what's your, What's the growth strategy and how do you see, how do you describe your mission then? Because, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the growth strategy is really the fact that because
2: we started in contraception and we built our customer base um, with that audience, we are focusing on expanding their access. So we are constantly talking to our patients, asking them what conditions they suffer from, what do they need help with, what would they use Nurex for? Um, because that's a, that's a factor too. Um, And, and so we asked them and we have started with um, some of the most challenging areas of healthcare that are, you know, often, especially with migraines, not well understood. Um, But, you know, our patients told us that they were, uh, you know, getting migraines exacerbated by screen time and stress of the pandemic and all of these things that were happening were making their migraines worse. Um, We also, you know, we're kind of hormone experts. So we understand um, what's going on with women after treating hundreds of thousands of women for birth control. Mm -hmm. Um, We know, you know, from our data, what uh, our patients uh, who have migraines. And so that was really what we heard from them and why the expansion strategy. um, And and very similar with acne, which is our most recent service as well. Um, As far as STI testing, the CDC recommends that everyone should have, you know, has an STI test every year. So to us, we really see that as, as an add-on in, in an area where um, we were constantly hearing from our patients that many of their providers were not asking them, um, were, uh, you know, were, were in many cases, believe it or not, uncomfortable um, asking them about, you know, getting- I believe ambulance. that. <laughs> so it, was, it was kind of a no-brainer. Um, and then PrEP actually did start uh, pretty early in the company's life cycle um, with our founders because they were really focused on access as a whole. Um, so of course the company has evolved, but, um, but PrEP has definitely been an, an area of health that has had a huge lack of knowledge and access, especially for women. There's a myth that um, PrEP is only for, uh, for men and that is absolutely not true. Um, and so, again, just kind of breaking down the barriers was, you know, it was really where the mission started uh, and where it's continued. But I would say over time, we're getting much smarter um, and, and much more educated on what our patients want as we scale. And, mm-hmm. you know, hence the sort of most recent services that we've launched.
1: So let me, I, when, I'm, when I don't understand exactly how your model works, so where... Is there a physician in the process at all? I mean, it sounds like you were started by a pharmacist. So, is I and mean, the drugs that you're given don't need prescription? I mean, how does all of that work? No, no, no. So, no. Oh, it, okay, so, It does okay. Yeah. I got it oh, all. Me, let me so set the record
2: that straight. I asked. <laughs> yeah, let me set the record straight on that. So, okay. Um, yeah. So, our our founder um, is is a doctor by training. Oh, he's a doctor. Uh, okay. And yeah, and and. uh, you know, there there were a lot of challenges um, as he was sort of f- trying to figure out how to scale healthcare again because he was in a clinical setting, and as he was trying to kind of figure out his next move and how can he uh, build a company. Um, He was getting calls from friends and family and other people saying we need a prescription. And he said, you know, quite often it was for birth control. And that's really how the whole thing started. Ah. Um, But but absolutely. So Nurex is a service organization. We have a platform that connects our uh, patients to our providers. Um, Our providers are part of Nurex. Um, but they're also part of another uh, legal corporation. They also all operate under their own licenses. So they're trained by Nurex in terms of how to use our platform, but mm-hmm. they're operating um, as, as providers. So oh, very similar to um, how you know, many brick and mortar practices work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know, early on, uh, a lot of people didn't understand that. They didn't trust telemedicine. In fact, when we did our, our marketing, you know, our rebrand um, early on, In my tenure here, um, that was one of the biggest areas that people were just like, I don't trust telemedicine. Are these real doctors? Are they even in the US? Who are they? Are they trained? Are they giving me real drugs? Like what, what are they giving me? Um, People didn't understand that. And I think that that's one area that COVID has really helped people understand that, um, you know, because a lot of our patients come to us, by the way, um, their doctor has told them, Oh, you just need birth control. You don't need an appointment. You can just go to Nurex. Like that that happens all the time. And, you know, there's a shortage of gynecologists. There's a shortage of doctors. There's a shortage of appointments. Um, There's a shortage of all of these things. And so I think providers um, also have shifted to the thinking of wanting to make sure that they're taking care of the patients who are the most in need as well. And patients are wanting, you know, the most convenience and the best care. And so, when you put those two together, um, you know, it works. It works really well. But, but absolutely, they are all
1: providers. They're they're all providers. You mean physicians? They're all doctors, and they're making prescriptions.
2: Exactly. So they're not all MDs. There are some um,
1: nurse practitioners,
2: some some nurse practitioners. Exactly. So. So it's a mix. And I would say, you know, part of the the great technology of Nurex is that we know how to send the right questions to the right providers okay. um, so that we can we can triage and be more efficient as well. Um, that, and you know that really helps us to uh, make sure that we're getting to patients very, very quickly.
1: You know, you're reminding me that I remember, I forget it was some psych class that I was making this analogy, but they used to tell you couldn't get birth control unless you got a pap smear. And the reason they did that was they wanted women, young women in particular, to get annual pap smears for health reasons. And they couldn't motivate them to do it. Oh, come in and get a pap smear, isn't that fun? but they could motivate them to get the pap smear if that was the only way you could get your birth control, but it wasn't actually tied to the pap smear. And so it sounds like you've uncoupled that requirement in your, and to try to fill to fill a different need to make birth control more accessible to people who want it.
2: Absolutely. And I'll say not much has changed. I mean, you wouldn't believe the stories. Um, and, and and one thing I love about, about Nurex in this space is that, our patients are extremely vocal. Um, they are, you know, highly trusting of us because, you, you, you know, you trust your provider where you're having, uh, you know, conversations about birth control or testing, et cetera, with. And, and they're just so engaged. I mean, I, you know, coming from a company, even like Shutterfly, like our Shutterfly moms loved us. They were super engaged. Um, Similar, just like Nurex. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're constantly coming to us saying, you know, this is what I need. This is how, um, how my current, you know, I've been uh, treated by my doctor and what is not kind of jiving with the way that, that, you know, I want. Um, and so many of them just come to us and they have all these interesting stories and they, they tell us quite often stories that I, you know, you wouldn't believe. Um, but I will add that we also have an HPV screening test uh, that you can do from home. Um, so you can test yourself uh, for cervical cancer from home. Um, it's on our website. It's, you know, again, similar to STI testing, an add-on that people were asking for. Um, many women are extremely, um, you know, scared to go get their pap smear. And many women therefore just don't do it. Um, we yeah. we see those numbers come in in surveys pretty often. And so, um, you know, that was something that we, you uh, launched a couple of years ago with our, our partner lab. And, um, I believe it's over 35. Um, I'd have to check on that, but if you're over
1: 35, you can do the cervical cancer screening from home. That's um, interesting. So the nudge that they were doing were kind of backfiring getting people not to go in. I want to ask you, cause you made the illusion, like the Nurex brand, you said there's a story behind that. What's the story behind that Nurex brand? There oh, right.
2: the story. Yeah. The story is, um, is just that when we were doing our rebrand, and quite frankly, when I came to the company, I was like, NERCs, you, <laughs> you know, uh, it felt like a, a little bit like a B2B brand to me. I didn't mm. know what it was. Mm. Um, and, you know, we went through a pretty long and I'd say in-depth uh, renaming process as part of the rebrand. Um, and, you know, where, where we landed was that, you know, we had a lot of brand equity already. Um, and the, one of the key insights from patients was that the, you know, the healthcare system isn't listening to me. They don't understand me They're you know, they're not hearing my voice. Um, and as part of the Nurex brand, you know, that's really where some of the pieces of our voice and tone came out with, um, the handwritten font and some of the different, um, lines of things, people say, my body, my rules, et cetera, things like that. Um, and so, you know, where we landed, we landed on uh, Nurex is you, you say it how you want. It's your brand. If it's Nurx, great. If it's Nurex, great. Some people say New Rx. Uh, what we What's important to us is making sure that you love the, the company and the quality and what we're doing. And at the end of the day, um, you know, everything will fall into place. I do see that. I do also find that most people say, uh, say Nurx. Um, and really, you're just saying Nurex a little faster. Right. Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> right. Well, right. let me
1: let me uh, thank you for coming on our show. <laughs> We've been talking to Caitlin Watson, who's the vice president of marketing for nurex or Nurx, you can say it how you want and they're really at the forefront of the future of healthcare following a lot of trends that have happened in COVID, that people are moving more to telehealth wanting to bring healthcare home and that's what they're doing so caitlin thank you so much for joining us today and if our listeners are interested where can they go to keep up with you and everything you're doing at nurex Uh, Follow us on social media, Instagram. We're on TikTok
2: now. We also have a house call blog. If you sign up, you will get some just incredible educational content from our providers.
1: Well, that's great. Thank you very much. And now to close the hour, it's time for our new final word. Section where Americas and I have very very quickly think about the new final word that we have for this session. I don't think we've ever done this before, Americas. So I, I is... don't.
0: I think we may have only done it once. So you you are. <laughs> You are sort of surprising me on this, (laughs) right?
1: Exactly. That's my goal to see what comes out of your mouth when you're not prepared. So, Americus, you've heard this whole session. We talked all about all sorts of different things. What's your final word?
0: Uh, Experiences. I think that what's really going to be important is that even we were talking to Caitlin. You know that how 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 am I going to differentiate? what I'm doing. And many of the things that marketers are coming up with products and the services themselves are easy to copy, right? So the really difficult thing to be able to do, I think, is to think about how I'm going to wrap those, wrap something else around the stuff so that consumers, I mean, Caitlin used the word loves my brand, you know, so you create that love, you need more than just the features, you need something else to to potentially connect. And I think that's where, The smart companies are going to be moving to say, I'm going to start creating and building into this entire brand uh, a very powerful and emotional experience that can really help elevate my ability to connect with these particular consumers. So I would say my my word for today and trying to summarize everything we talked about is probably the word experiences.
1: Okay. And my word is maybe more than one word is like, what's the future going to be? I guess it's more than
0: one word. <laughs> Get but, your crystal balls out, ladies and germs. That's right. You know,
1: because <laughs> we've been talking about things that have happened because of COVID have been somewhat accelerated because of COVID. Um, you know, like the new brand that came out of Coca-Cola, or we're talking about the change in the shopping experience that's happening. And then of course this telehealth. And, and we were talking about what are people going to wear? You know, you were talking about, we got used to certain things during COVID. We got used to sitting in front of our computer, getting our health care from the computer, wearing our sweat clothes. And now we're going to be allowed out of the house. COVID is starting to be lo- over in the U.S. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And what is behavior going to look like? <laughs> yeah. You know, and you and I know if we study habits that a year and a half is long enough to institute yep you know, instigate a real habit. And Mm -hmm. so I think you were mentioning this and I agree it's something to consider. I told you that I want to get dressed up, but I also really like being comfortable. So, <laughs> uh, You know, what is going to happen when I get back in the classroom? What clothes am I going to wear?
0: You, you're going to uh, need some, you're going to need some high-end luxury athleisure. <laughs> so we're, somebody, somebody's somebody got to make this brand for for barbers specifically.
1: Exactly. And if I could go and see my doctor face-to-face, am I still going to believe in telehealth? You know, I don't yep. know. That's yep. kind of what's going to happen in the future. That's my final word. That's a, yep. too many words. I may not get this. <laughs> Exercise right <laughs> yet? <laughs>
0: um,
1: it's the idea. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I think that's all we have time for today. A big thanks to Professor america's Reed for being my co-host, and we'd like to thank our audio engineers Dion Simpkins and Chris Tooks, and our producer Dana Cash. And we're here every Wednesday from five to, to six p.m. Eastern Time. We replay our show several times throughout the week, and you can follow our show on our new Twitter handle, which is at SXM marketing, or you can follow business radio at S. X M Business for information about all our programming. And I do want to just tell you, please go to Twitter and look at our at our handle, SXM Marketing. Follow us there. Or we're also on LinkedIn because we'd really like to communicate with you. We'd like to have things where Americus likes to go online and see what's happening in the Twitterverse. And yes. we'd love to communicate with you that way, even though we're kind of not in our studios yet. So please take advantage of that. We have all this new online material and we're ready to talk to you. Thank you all for listening today. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn here with America's Read Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.